This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, President-elect Biden is asking the Pentagon's number two to fill in while his choice for defense secretary is confirmed. A hole in the government's paid parental leave program gets fixed. And dozens of reporters at Voice of America are demanding that their boss resign. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. President-elect Biden's incoming administration has asked DOD's second-ranking official to stick around for at least a while longer. David Norquist, the current Deputy Defense Secretary, has agreed to lead the department until a new secretary is confirmed. The president-elect intends to nominate Lloyd Austin as his defense secretary, but that process might not be finished by the time Biden is sworn in, partly because Congress may have to waive a provision of federal law that requires a waiting period for recently retired military officers. The Coast Guard says it's hoping to recruit 4,000 new members to its ranks in 2021. However, Coast Guard Commandant Admiral Carl Schultz says it is unlikely the service will bring in that many new members. He's tempering expectations, saying that in the COVID-19 environment, 2,500 new recruits would be a win for the service. He added that with many new members, the Coast Guard can gain momentum into bringing in more members in future years. The Defense Department releases a new list of Chinese companies that the U.S. government may not want to affiliate with. Federal News Network Scott Mazzioni reports. The Pentagon says nine Chinese companies operating in the United States are controlled or partly controlled by China's People's Liberation Army. The nine companies are just the newest set of businesses to be called out by the Defense Department. Other high-profile companies include Huawei and ZTE. New companies on the list include Grand China Air Company, China National Aviation Holding, and Commercial Aircraft Corporation of China. The list does not require any specific action by the United States, but may open the companies to sanctions or other controls. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. All federal employees at the Federal Aviation Administration, Department of Veterans Affairs, and Transportation Security Administration are eligible now for paid parental leave. New guidance from the Office of Personnel Management explains the technical corrections Congress made recently to the paid parental leave program. The changes were part of the 2021 Defense Policy Bill. Employees who were not previously covered and had a new child after October 1, 2020 may be eligible to use paid leave now. A bipartisan pair of House members are mounting another defense against Schedule F and anything else like it. Virginia Democrat Jerry Connolly and Pennsylvania Republican Brian Fitzpatrick introduced the Preventing a Patronage System Act. The bill would prohibit future administrations from reclassifying civil service positions into Schedule F or anything similar. It limits reclassification efforts to the five accepted service schedules that existed before the end of fiscal 2020. The Office of Personnel Management is urging D.C. area federal employees to reconsider their commutes next week. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Most federal employees in the D.C. region are still teleworking during the pandemic, but OPM says anyone who isn't should work from home for the next week. OPM is encouraging agencies to allow their employees to telework, use leave, or other flexible work schedules in the days before and after the inauguration. Those who must travel to work in the region should plan extra time for their commutes and expect closed roads and extra security. 
Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. The Federal Acquisition Regulation Council finalizes a new rule telling contracting officers when they can and can't use the lowest price technically acceptable approach in contracts. The final rule lays out six reasons why LPTA would be acceptable, such as when an agency believes the technical provisions will require no or minimal subjective judgment. It also details three specific areas where LPTA should not be used as for personal protective equipment. In the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill, Congress called on the Council to detail the criteria for and limitations on the use of LPTA source selection criteria in solicitations. The rule goes into effect February 16th. Six federal health care programs administered or paid for nearly 11 million COVID-19 tests between February and August last year. That covers nearly 13 percent of all COVID tests conducted in the U.S., according to data analyzed by the Pandemic Response Accountability Committee. The PRAC found only the Bureau of Prisons, Veterans Health Administration, and Defense Department medical treatment facilities provided data on the turnaround time it took to provide test results. All three sources of data showed that test processing got faster over time. President Trump made a last-ditch effort to rescind $27 billion from the 2021 budget. He proposed gutting the budgets for the Corporation for National and Community Service, National Endowment for the Arts, and National Endowment for the Humanities. He also proposed cuts to several grant programs at the Agriculture Department, Education Department's Financial Student Aid Office, and others. His proposal is likely dead on arrival in the new Congress, though. President Donald Trump is also revisiting his 2019 Buy American executive order and expanding it to include the Postal Service. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. USPS already has purchasing procedures that advantage American suppliers, but the executive order directs the Postmaster General to give even greater weight to U.S.-made products and its supplying principles and practices. The executive order, if kept in place by the Biden administration, would impact the next-generation delivery vehicle contract USPS expects to award later this year. But the three teams of vendors still in the running have already pledged these trucks would be manufactured in the U.S. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. President-elect Joe Biden wants to give huge increases to federal IT and cybersecurity. Federal News Network's Jason Miller brings us the details. President-elect Joe Biden is proposing a $9 billion boost for federal technology modernization efforts. As part of his COVID relief proposal to Congress... Biden says he wants to increase the Technology Modernization Fund by 3,600%. The money would be used to launch new IT and cybersecurity shared services and complete modernization projects at agencies. Additionally, Biden wants to give CISA almost $700 million for cybersecurity services and GSA $300 million to pay for more IT modernization efforts. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. 26 journalists at Voice of America have demanded that VOA's director Robert Riley resign after a reporter was reassigned as what appears to be a retaliatory measure. Patsy Widaka-Kuswara attempted to question Secretary of State Mike Pompeo after a speech he gave at VOA headquarters. She was then notified that she was reassigned to VOA's Indonesian service without informing her or her union first. VOA maintains that its directors have the authority to reassign staff as they see fit. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. 
take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.